SEP Fanfic Readings presents Thanks to the Photographs by Unstable Hufflepuff Chapter 27 I Deserve Better Than This Hermione didn't know whether to be nervous or excited at the prospect of seeing Malcolm and Sophia again. It had been months now since she last saw them, and they had spent two whole years together. She missed their company, that much was true. The only issue was that she was trying to pull herself together— and they were not part of that. If anything, they had been a poor influence on her. Also, she was not looking forward to the awkwardness that would come along with introducing her boyfriend to the person whose bed she had spent over a year in. Hopefully, Veronica would be a good buffer. Probably not, but she would cross her fingers regardless. The best possible outcome was that Veronica would be so busy chatting up Sophia that it would distract from any discomfort. Draco was particularly tense the Saturday evening in early February that they were set to meet Malcolm and Sophia for dinner, which Hermione had learned was a sign of him restraining himself. He didn't know what to expect. She hardly ever spoke about the time she had spent in Venice. It wasn't that she was ashamed of it. In fact, it had been one of the most freeing experiences of her life. She just doubted he would be at all impressed by the way she had behaved. Going out nearly every night, taking breaks from working to relieve some of her stress— smoking cigarettes on patios, drinking before noon. He had certainly witnessed some of this himself, but she was trying to be better, to be more mature, and she didn't want Malcolm and Sophia regaling any tales of her less-than-desirable moments. "'It looks fine,' Hermione told Draco fondly, eyeing him in the mirror as he combed his hair. "'I promise.' "'A Malfoy does not strive for fine, Hermione,' he said haughtily. "'My apologies,' she rested her chin on his shoulder and wrapped her arms around his waist, smiling at their reflection. "'It looks spectacular. You should share your hair tips with Witch Weekly.' Draco scoffed and tossed the comb aside. "'I shall not reveal my secrets to the likes of them,' he said, then tilted his head to the side so he could rest it against her own. "'If Adler so much as checks out your ass, I'm going to hex him stupid.' "'I doubt he will,' said Hermione, though she wasn't all that certain. We shall see. After all, it is a nice ass. Well, then, if you really must, be a little more creative than just eat slugs. First of all, they came out of his ears, not his mouth. And second of all, I thought it was rather poetic. Thank you very much. She let out a slightly exasperated chuckle and kissed the small patch of visible skin between his shoulder and neck before reaching for his wrist to check the time on his watch. "'We've twenty minutes before we're meant to be at the Three Broomsticks. "'Assuming you are done fussing with your hair, "'we should go meet Veronica in the entrance hall.' "'Draco nodded and turned around to face her properly, "'leaning back on the bathroom counter. "'He lifted his hands to cup her face, "'searching her eyes for something. "'She didn't know what, but he seemed to find it, "'because then he was kissing her tenderly, "'holding her as though she were a priceless artifact "'that needed to be treated with the utmost care. "'All right, then.' he said after a minute, pulling away. I'm ready now. As promised, Veronica was already in the entrance hall when they reached it a short while later. She was wearing what was perhaps too small a dress, considering the weather, and drumming her fingers against her thigh impatiently. For heaven's sake, Veronica, Hermione said aghast, striding up to her and tearing her cloak from her grasp. It's freezing out. She forced Veronica into her cloak, muttering to herself about getting oneself sick for no good reason. "'Pansy told me I had a shot with this Sophia witch,' Veronica said happily, looping her arm through Hermione's as they followed Draco out the big oak front doors. "'I have to look my best.' 
And by best you mean... Like a slag, yes. Don't question my methods, Draco. Draco scoffed, taking Hermione's other arm. So long as you're distracting her from my girlfriend, he said, you are free to do as you please. It's adorable that you think I need your permission, Veronica told him, then shivered, adding, Why is it so fucking cold, Hout? It's February, Veronica. It's inconvenient is what it is, Myony, she huffed, drawing her cloak more tightly around herself. At least it'll be warm inside the pub. At least Rosamata decided to lift Draco's ban, said Hermione. She still dislikes me, said Draco with a small sigh, though I can hardly blame her. The only reason she's permitted me entrance is that Hermione vouched for me. The moment Madame Rosamurta spotted Draco when they entered the three broomsticks, she rose to the tips of her toes to make sure Hermione was with him, just as she had the last time they were there. Upon seeing her, she untensed and turned away to refill a patron's drink. In a booth near the back of the pub, Malcolm and Sophia sat, whispering to each other only to wind up immediately roaring with laughter. The sound flooded the large and crowded space. Malcolm was tall and blonde, though not nearly as blonde as Draco, and his skin held a golden tint from time spent in the sun. Sophia had hair not dissimilar to Hermione's, olive skin, impressive curves, and a warm, natural glow about her person. She was the first to notice Hermione's entrance and leapt from her seat, beaming. She ran across the pub and practically threw herself into Hermione's arms. Sophia pressed a kiss to each of her cheeks before pulling away to get a good look at her. "'You are so pale now! How terrible!' "'Lovely to see you too, Sophia,' said Hermione, laughing. She attempted to back away, but Sophia maintained a firm grasp on her waist. "'This is my boyfriend, Draco, and our friend Veronica.' Sophia gave Veronica a long look, her gaze traveling up and down her body, and a sly smile spread across her face. Veronica confidently removed her cloak and folded it over her arm to give her a better view.' Draco shook his head in exasperation and led them both to the booth. He slid in opposite Malcolm, yanking Hermione next to him, and Veronica took Sophia's abandoned seat, only to be gently pushed closer to Malcolm so that Sophia could sit beside her. "'Draco, Veronica, this is Malcolm,' Hermione said, gesturing across from her. She felt Malcolm's foot brushing up against her calf as he shook both Draco's and Veronica's hands with a charming smile, and hastily crossed her legs, moving them out of his reach." "'How have you two been?' "'It is us that should be asking you that question,' said Malcolm, still smiling. He extended his leg towards her a second time, and she shifted further away. "'You're the one who ran off back to England. Again, I must offer my congratulations on Patil's article in the December issue of Witch Weekly.' "'I shared a dormitory with Pavati and Lavender while we were in school,' said Hermione stiffly. "'It wasn't all that difficult to convince them to help me out.' "'You mean guilt them into telling the truth?' said Veronica baldly. "'Well, yes, but—' Hermione sighed, grimacing. "'Yes, all right, I did do that.' "'As you should,' said Sophia firmly. Before anyone could say any more on the subject, Madame Rosemurda appeared at the end of their table to take their orders. She did not so much as look at Draco, instead choosing to ask Hermione what he would like to drink. "'How come Rosemurda won't look you in the eye?' Malcolm asked him the moment she was gone, leaning back in his seat with his arms crossed over his chest. Draco shifted uncomfortably, and Hermione took hold of his hands under the table. "'In sixth year,' he said, letting out a shaky breath. "'The Dark Lord gave me a task, and in one of my attempts in completing it, I placed her under the Imperious Curse.' There was a long silence, during which Sophia lowered her hands from where they rested on the table, likely to grip her wand, and Malcolm gave Hermione a look that plainly said— 
Him? Really? Veronica began drumming her fingers on the table, and after a minute, she said loudly, Right, so Draco was a bit of a fucking menace back in his school days. This isn't new information. Let's move on. Hermione nodded gratefully. Fine, then, said Malcolm, in an unusually hard voice. He gestured between Hermione and Draco. How did this happen, exactly? Well, she began slowly, only for him to cut her off. You hated him. You hated him so much, in fact, that you once, while drunk, I should add, went off about him for nearly an hour, and you were so violent with your description and your gesturing that you stumbled and fell into the canal, nearly breaking your arm in the process. Hermione cleared her throat, refusing to meet Draco's gaze. Yes, I, I suppose I did do that. Fucking hell, Hermione, breathed Veronica, stunned. I never claimed to be perfect, said Hermione, her face heating. Besides, things are different now. Sophia scoffed. Obviously. So, what? said Malcolm, raising an eyebrow. You two bonded over society's hatred of you, got drunk, wound up fucking, shared heartfelt apologies, and realized you belonged together. Hermione opened her mouth to deny this before realizing she couldn't, and sank in her seat, staring at her lap. I don't see why it matters, said Draco coldly, squeezing her hand. It's really none of your fucking business. Oh, someone's testy. Hush, Malcolm, hissed Sophia. She looked at Draco, offering him a small smile. Ignore him. I'm sure Hermione has good reason to trust you. She's always been a smart one, brightest witch of her age. Isn't that what they say? Malcolm rolled his eyes. He was a Death Eater, he said pointedly. He used to call her you-know-what, Sophia. That's not exactly something you can come back from. Yes, well, I happen to love him anyway, said Hermione, in as calm a voice as she could manage. And that's all in the past. There's no point in bringing it back up. Agreed, said Veronica. I'm just concerned for you, Hermione, said Malcolm, ignoring her. That's understandable, seeing as I'm such an asshole, said Draco with a tight smile. Well, at least he can admit it. It turns out, however, said Hermione, glaring at Malcolm, that I like it when he's a bit of an asshole. Then I have no choice but to wonder about what sort of person you've become. And it seriously turns me on when she's vindictive, said Draco, as though he had not spoken, and leaned down to kiss Hermione's cheek. She gave him a fond look. Oh, darling, I love it when you sweet-talk me. None of this is helping, said Malcolm. I hope you know that. It's not supposed to, Hermione told him coolly. The point is, Malcolm, I am under no obligation to explain our relationship to you. And if you don't understand, that's fine. Like Draco said, it is none of your business. "'Oh, good!' said Veronica suddenly, grinning at Rose Murta, who had returned with their orders. "'Perfect timing, Rosie. Things were starting to get very uncomfortable.' Rose Murta didn't say anything, but gave her a soft pat on the shoulder before striding away. Everyone took a long sip of their drinks, and Malcolm proceeded to dig into his meal, not pausing between bites. It was a tactic of his that Hermione recognized. If he just kept eating, he would be too busy to talk himself into further trouble. "'So?' "'Sophia said, turning to Veronica. "'You're a potions master, yes?' "'She took a bite of her fish while she waited, "'then grimaced in disgust. "'Is this really what English food tastes like?' "'Yes, and yes, try the chips. "'You'll probably like those better.' "'Veronica took a sip of her mead. "'Potions was always my best subject, "'even if it was taught by a greasy hook-nosed son of a—' "'Veronica, we don't speak ill of the dead. "'Wonderful witch who I hear was highly accomplished gobstones player,' "'she finished smoothly.' 
I've never had food so bland before, said Sophia, and after a moment's consideration, she pushed her plate away. I don't know how you can stand it, Hermione. Hermione shrugged. The food was definitely better in Italy, she said, but this tastes like home to me. How touching, muttered Malcolm, who then winced and shoveled another bite into his mouth. You're from Venice, are you not? Veronica asked Sophia, propping her head up on her hand. Florence, actually, said Sophia. But I have always wanted to travel. But Venice will be the first of many places I'll live. Oh, she added, looked very excited all of a sudden. I almost forgot. She retrieved a slim, brown paper bag from underneath the table and handed it to Hermione. Per te, Bella. Hermione did not have to peek inside the bag to know that it held a bottle of wine. Thank you, she said, smiling. She glanced sideways at Draco. We'll have to bring this to Nort Manor next Friday. I want to show Theo that there's better wine out there than Elf Maid. I have to be honest, Sophia, said Veronica in a low voice. You sound incredibly sexy when you speak in Italian. Sophia smirked at her, raising a hand to twirl a strand of Veronica's blonde hair between her fingers. In an equally low voice, she said, Voglio vesare de giocolato fuso su tu corpo nudo e lecarlo. Veronica looked as though she might melt. I have no fucking clue what you just said, but yes, please. Malcolm choked on a chip, and Hermione snorted. After a questioning look from Draco, she whispered, She says she wants to lick melted chocolate off Veronica's naked body. Draco looked at Sophia, clearly impressed, then turned his gaze on Hermione, raising an eyebrow in question. She laughed and nodded her head, taking a sip of her mead. Excellent, he said smugly, relaxing in his seat. Hermione ate a few more of her chips, then straightened up, folding her hands on top of the table. So, Malcolm, she said, half eager and half apprehensive. I was hoping that since my name's now been cleared, for the most part, anyway, you could speak to that editor at Transfiguration today, and they could do a reprint, this time with my name on it. I doubt they'd say it would be bad for their image now. I still have an order of Merlin that's got to be worth something, and I did a lot of work on it. I don't want it to go to waste— Draco placed a hand on her arm, smiling fondly. Don't forget to breathe, Hermione. Blushing, Hermione nodded, taking a deep breath. Well, she said, looking at Malcolm expectantly, what do you say? He studied her for a long moment, setting down his knife and fork, a deep frown on his face. Hmm, no, he said eventually. That would take quite a bit of work, and honestly, is it really worth it? She blinked at him, taken aback. Of course it is worth it. Malcolm sighed, leaning back and crossing his arms again. "'I doubt Cartwright would even go for it,' he said wearily. "'Sorry, Hermione, but I don't think it's going to happen.' "'Are you being serious right now?' she said, flabbergasted. "'You know how much effort I put into that project. It was my idea!' "'They're not going to go out of their way to print an article just so that you can have your name on it,' said Malcolm, sounding as though he was explaining a simple concept to a small child.' No one would read it anyway. It'll be full of the same stuff. Transfiguration today prides itself on being innovative, of sharing new discoveries from witches and wizards around the world. Our project is practically old news now. But it is still our project. They've already created those pamphlets and sent them out to low-income families. The spell is being taught in both Beaubatons and Durmstrang, and I'm willing to bet you've been teaching it too. A reprint would be a waste of their time and money. It's simple as that. Hermione gaped at him, thunderstruck. She barely registered the wary and tense expressions Veronica and Sophia were wearing, nor the way Draco had clenched his fists so tightly that his knuckles were white. "'Fuck you, Malcolm!' 
she said at last. Malcolm rolled his eyes, smiling again. Hermione, don't be like that. No! Fuck you! She slammed her hands down on the table, making their drinks wobble dangerously, and stood. This is absolutely ridiculous! It was my idea! Mine! You only helped me bring it to life, and regardless of that fact, you are perfectly content to take all the credit. Honestly! She added, scoffing. She climbed out of the booth and dug a few galleons out of her coat pocket to toss on the table. Draco, too, rose to his feet. He rounded the table so that he stood directly in front of Sophia. "'Both of you, get up,' he said sharply, and there was something about the look on his face that had both Veronica and Sophia hurrying to comply. He then reached out and seized Malcolm by the front of his shirt, dragging him down the bench. "'I don't know what the fuck your problem is, but I can promise you that you are going to regret this.' He then punched him directly in the face. "'Christ! What the fuck?' There were gasps from all around the pub. Sophia had backed away several steps, one hand pressed to her mouth, and Rosemurda came storming over, furious, only to have Draco wave her away. "'Yes, I know. Banned for life,' he said dismissively. "'Don't worry. I'm leaving.' He shook out his hand, adjusted his collar, and wrapped an arm around Hermione before leading her out of the pub. "'Well, if dinner's over,' Hermione heard Sophia say behind her, "'should you and I head back to yours?' The cold winter air felt twice as bitter as it had before when Hermione and Draco stepped back outside, the door slamming shut behind them. She was nearly trembling, opening and closing her mouth again and again, unable to find the words to describe just how utterly astounded she was. Malcolm's rudeness was unsurprising. Disappointing, yes, but she had half expected it, if she were being honest. But she had not expected him to refuse her request— over the years she had been repeatedly asked to do the work of others, forced into fights she was unprepared for, and shoved aside when she was deemed no longer helpful. But she had never felt more used in her life. "'Bloody bastard!' Draco muttered mutinously, and she could only nod, still speechless. "'No right. He has no right. I'm going to fix this for you. I promise. Everyone will know. Everyone. If it's more gold they want, then fine, I've got that.' If they need to be fucking blackmailed, I can do that too. I'm fucking sick of people treating you like this. Like you're nothing. You. You are everything, Hermione. When she remained silent, he came to a halt, turning to face her. He held her face in his hands, his grip almost too tight, and his expression more serious than she had ever seen it. Tell me you know that, he said furiously. Tell me you fucking know that. Hermione shrugged helplessly, feeling like she might start crying. "'Fuck, Hermione! You are worth more than what you can do for others. You do not deserve to be treated like this. You do not deserve to be used and discarded like you were some sort of tool at their disposal. You deserve better than this. Tell me you fucking deserve better than this!' "'I... I deserve better than this,' she said, rather startled. "'Like you fucking mean it, Hermione!' snarled Draco, a truly awful look on his face. "'Say it like you mean it!' "'I deserve better than this,' repeated Hermione weakly, her eyes filling with tears. "'Again,' he ordered. "'I deserve better than this.' "'Louder!' "'I deserve better than this!' "'Fucking scream it!' shouted Draco. "'I deserve better than this!' she screamed, breaking off with a harsh sob. She felt as though she were in physical pain, as though someone had reached into her chest and closed their fist around her heart. "'I fucking deserve better than this!' I have done everything, everything for everybody else, and I fucking deserve better. I am not nothing. 
And don't you ever fucking forget it, said Draco, drawing her into a breathless and watery kiss. He pulled back after a moment and wiped his thumbs under her eyes, an almost dizzying intensity in his gaze. Don't you dare fucking forget it.